1: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. And you know, this is really good news. For many of you, you know that Most of us have grown up in families where our parents worked one, two, three jobs. But the question is, what did we do as kids and how is that projected to today? You know, when we think about what's happening in the world, is there a solution for kids? Is there something that we can offer them that's already in place that maybe we forgot about? Today, joining me here today is Jody Grant, Executive Director, After School Alliance, and Barry Ford, President and CEO, of Council for a Strong America. And today, we're sharing with you what the far reaching benefits are of an after school program, if in fact you did not know. But these benefits you may not know about. Welcome to both of you. Great to have you here. Thank you for having us. Um, I think the landscape of after-school programs has changed um, over time. Uh, But the one thing that hasn't changed is the value. And I think that the more research we can do and the more studies we can do about it, the more we can keep educating. But let's start out with that conversation. Uh, Let's start out with what I think is one of the latest Uh, gathering of information we have to date. Uh, uh, Jody, why don't you give us a snapshot of what this show and this segment is about and why this is probably one of the least talked about, but most important things we should know right now.
2: Yeah, I I mean, you're exactly right. The after-school programs have always been so valuable, and I think the reality is that they are getting better and better. Yeah. Um, Because today's after-school programs, um, of course, they keep kids safe. They give parents... Um, working parents in particular, peace of mind, but there's this third piece, which is that they inspire learning. And more and more after-school programs are trying to ensure that kids are having fun, getting out of their comfort zone, exploring, but it's all connected to things they need to succeed in school and succeed in life. So whether it's a high school student learning how to be a plumber or a welder or a middle schooler learning how to code and build robotics, um, there are all sorts of life skills going on, teamwork, collaboration, that are the kinds of skills that parents um, that can afford it happily pay for and want to pay for. And for parents that can't afford it, we need to figure out ways so that their kids can have these experience because it's not just nice, it's actually necessary for the world that we're competing in. And I am particularly thrilled that our partner, Fight Time Investing Kids, has come out with this new report because while we are so excited about all the benefits of after school, the reality is for kids that don't have the opportunity to do something after school, it can be a particularly dangerous time.
1: Yeah, it's it's not even, it's hard to even quantify what you just said. Um, because what we're really talking about is more than just getting kids off the street. But I will say that if you grow up in a neighborhood like I grew up, that is a good thing. That's a really good thing. Um, but, But in the end, we're really talking about a number of different things that really help children, help kids become inspired, remain inspired want to do things to create a better world. And this is what's so important about this in a conversation that I'm really excited to have with you. Um, Thank you for that. Barry, let's take it from your perspective. You know, here you are in the Council for a Strong America. And that term, a strong America, is so important. But a lot of times it gets the press without talking about the people that will be running the strong America in a couple of decades. So let's talk about how you see this playing out and what you think the most important things are that we should know about your involvement in this.
3: That's great. Thank you, Dr. Pat. So what we're doing is um, today we're we're releasing Fight Crime Investing Kids, which is part of Council for Strong America. It's our law enforcement group. And Fight Crime Investing Kids is, is comprised of over 5,000 police chiefs, sheriffs, prosecutors from throughout the country. And we're releasing a report entitled From Risk to Opportunity After School Programs to Keep Kids Safe in Juvenile Crime and Peace. Mm. So the
0: report this
3: has several pieces to it. The one, we um, determined that the prime time for juvenile crime and victimization is after school between the hours of two and six. This is consistent with a report that uh, my crime investing kids did almost 20 years ago in K-Bep. Mm-hmm. Good news out of the report is this: um, since the year 2000, the rate of juvenile arrest has dropped by 70%. That's really good.
1: That well, it's it's astounding, isn't it? I mean, it, it, more than good news. It really. It really uh, goes beyond any odds that one could take about how well a program works. I mean, and, and key, it,
3: yeah, exactly. And the key component of that, yeah. uh, our, our members mm-hmm. would cite for you, is the participation, the growth, and the, and the success of after-school programs in their community yeah. and their ability to connect to them. Yeah. What they would also say in the report highlights is that there aren't enough of
1: Yes. No, right?
3: And we can talk more about that. There just, there just aren't enough programs and there aren't enough um, communities where you know, parents can send their kids to these programs. One, to be safe, but also, as Jody said, to be inspired, to be inspired to stay in school, and to be um, physically active. To
1: yeah, boy, Jody, let's dig into that. Thank you. Uh, let's dig into that because I don't think we can say enough about availability.
2: That, no, that's right. Um, for every child that's in an after-school program, and we can boast that that's up to 10.2 million kids. So mm-hmm. Today, when that school bell rings, 10.2 million kids are going to go to after-school programs, but there are the parents of two more that want these programs and don't have them. And so we absolutely need to do better. And it's tough times. Um, we have a White House that has proposed eliminating after oh, school I know. in a row. I know. Um, the good news for us is that... Um, when members of Congress see these programs in their communities, they become champions. It doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. Right. So we need to keep reaching out and let them know, you know, these programs matter and we need to do more um, because it's not just uh, about keeping kids safe. This is about our economy. And, you know, as Barry's, um, Barry's, our can tell you, it's, it's about our national security. It's about... 71% of our 18 to 24 year olds aren't eligible for the military, for military service. And that's because they don't have the academics, they don't have the fitness level, or they have a criminal record. All of things we can help address in the after school space. Yeah. If they're not ready for military service, you know, the question, what are they ready for? And what does this mean for our economy and our national security? Well,
1: I could tell you what they're ready for. I could tell you what they're ready for because I grew up in the projects. Uh, I, I could tell you exactly what happens when you're not ready for things like this and what your options are. And by the way, just in case people are not on board with this and they start to think about after school, we need to start this as soon as that child is Age-wise eligible, and the reason I say that is because that is the time when kids are most vulnerable to get involved with things that are not going to take them down the path of abundance, prosperity, and and make them so vulnerable. And you know, this is really, uh, you know, for me, if I'm sitting here not an active parent today. And I'm thinking about, I just looked at our representatives in the state of Washington, and I just had a moment where I thought, yeah, I don't live in that district, but I need to call those people. Because there's so much emphasis on things that are not helping our kids today, that we need to raise the level of awareness and action on this, because you can't make this up. Do you you know what I'm saying? It's not like three years from now we can go back and make up for the lost years that these programs didn't work. We we totally miss it.
2: Yeah. Uh, But you live in a very important state. Because mm-hmm. um, we're here in Washington D.C., yeah. and Senator Patty Murray, who is a supporter yes. of after school, a longtime yep. supporter of after school, she is on the committee that controls funding. Yes, she does. So you can reach out to her and say thank you, but we need more. Yeah, um, and um, and let her know that that her constituents support this program, support after school, and want to see it grow.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this. I know that our time is short here today, and I don't want to blow by this. Um, Out of the research and out of your messaging today, of course, they provide me with a lot of questions to ask you. But here's what I really want to talk to you about. What is the heaviest thing on each of your heart right now that we can say to our listeners to not only get them involved, but become more aware? And some of that may have to do with statistics or benefits, but most importantly, what weighs heaviest on your heart? Because you wouldn't be doing this if it didn't.
2: Yeah. Well, you yeah. know.
3: Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just gonna say, for me, it's the um, I see the availability of high quality after school as not just being um, you know, good for the kids or the family or the community. It's a, it's an equity and social justice issue for
1: me. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. I
3: see it as, as something that's critical, because let me phrase it this way, and then I'll let you yeah. answer a break. We need to see every child in America as our child. Mm-hmm. And project that what would we want for our child if we could provide it for them. And we know that these positive out-of-school-time experiences, these positive enrichment experiences are critical not only to them personally, but the organization I've worked for and have, have been a part of for almost five years would tell you, as Jody highlighted, is critical to our national security, the strength of our economy, and the safety of our community. Mm. And so that's the that's what weighs on me that that the level of importance is not presence of mine and, and more widely
2: accepted areas of work. I echo everything Barry said, um, but I, I also think, you know, and I say this as a parent as well as um, in my role as Executive Director of the After School Alliance, that um, these are some of the toughest times we've ever seen in our country. Oh, yeah. And we look at the pressures on our kids. We look at the increase in mental health um, challenges, worries about the economy, worries about the environment. Um, I think we need to give our kids all the support and the tools and resources they need to take over and to empower them. And the good news is I've traveled all across the country and, you know, our kids can be in inspiration. Uh, and we need to make sure that we are supporting them so that, um, you know, this, this challenging world they're about to inherit, that they're going to be ready to be charge.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm 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 close to, and we're not talking enough about because we can't get data on it. So if we can't get data on it, we don't talk about it. But here's the reality of of what's happening across this country: it, there are children that if they are in a group, you know, whether that be a a, a group of of age, Asian kids, a group of. Latino kids, it doesn't matter. If they are in one of those groups where they think that their family, even remotely, uh, would be vulnerable to deportation, their kids are not showing up. And we're just not talking about this. And, And I'm not even talking about the reality that maybe this particular child, for example, isn't in that category. There's such widespread fear around this. Families are saying, you know what? I don't want you to go because you know what? It may get back to me. It may get back to aunt. Da da da. We're not even talking about that. And I think that to me, combined with what you're talking about is, it is and I think you said it, we are in the toughest time that I've seen in my life in this particular arena, and boy, I'll tell you, we better be doing something about them.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to ask you guys one last question, and I know you got to run. Please give us the website again, and I've been to the website, I've been reading the reports, and I congratulate you on putting this information out there. With your permission, I would like to um, cross-promote this on our websites.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that would be wonderful. So um, thank you for giving us a chance to talk about this. And for more information, your listeners can go to www.afterschoolalliance.org. And for
3: access to the report, you'd go to www.strongnation.org.
1: All right. Thank you so very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Join the New Earth on The Cornelia Stephanie Show.
4: Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning.
5: Call 888-666-1570 or go to
0: flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com.
5: The following audio is via a Skype call.
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pacho. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, you know, we love doing these segments because I find out things that most of you wonder about and worry about. But today, we're going to be talking about Uh, what I believe is now a conversation that has hit the mainstream for more people than I want to admit. And that is we're looking at innovations for people with diabetes. And uh, every one of us, you know, according to the latest statistics, every one of us knows someone that is being treated for diabetes or has diabetes. Today, Tony Ezell is joining me here today, Vice President, U.S. Connected Care and Insulins, uh, Eli Lilly and Company. And the reason that Tony is here is because we are gonna talk about breakthroughs. We are gonna talk about what's new. Tony, great to have you here today.
6: Thank you for having me, Dr. Pat, happy to be here.
1: Now, this is a true statement. I've been doing this show for 15 years, and um, I honestly didn't think that I'd be saying that most of us know somebody close to us that uh, has diabetes. And I think that's just the tipping, the tip of the iceberg for what really is happening. And bring us up to date with where we are, with, with the, the amount of people that um, has sure. diabetes, but also what they don't know about their coverage.
6: Sure. Um in, in the US a tremendous number of Americans have that live with diabetes today, thirty million plus live with diabetes and of those thirty million, so um six million take insulin. And and that's really where we come in to to be able to help across the board there. And that's why the Eli Lilly and Company launched Insulin Lice Pro earlier this summer. It's a uh lower price version of our Humalog U one hundred that we offer at fifty percent lower list price. And the reason why we did this was for those who need a lower out of pocket out of pocket cost. And that's somewhat connected to where we are currently in the healthcare system today. Um, as you may or may not know, we do provide significant rebates to ensure that our insulins are available on these health plans. And right now, Lily's insulins are available probably on half of the plans in the U.S. But unfortunately, those rebates don't always make their, their way to the patient. And that's why we end up in these situations. That has to change. That That's really where the permanent solution is, But while we're all trying to help Change that, really wanted to make sure that there were options for people when you yeah. really need them. And insulin lice pro is one of those options.
1: All right. Tell us about that option because you're absolutely right. You know, um, without going into a lot of time, I know we have a short time together, um, You, you have had to respond to the magnitude of people that need care. And I think when I think about what's happening in this arena, I don't think anybody could have prepared for the number of people we're talking about being treated. So tell us about the innovations that you see were needed and what you did to address them.
6: Well, I I think some of this was easy to see Mm -hmm. with all the changes in health plans over the last decade with high deductible plans and the changes with Medicare Part D with the cap gap coverage, it's clear that some people, because of the different kinds of plans, ended up with different cost structures. So we wanted to provide solutions. It started with our Lilly Diabetes Solutions Center last summer, summer 2018, uh, where we opened that center to provide su- solutions across all of our insulins. And in fact, between the Lilly Diabetes Solutions Center and other programs that we offer, at Lilly, like Lilly Cares, we have helped over half a million people since that time. Uh, and and that's what we want to keep doing. Insulin Lice Pro introduction this past summer, 2019, was just an extension of that. So I think the most important thing for us to do is to try to make sure we're covered mm-hmm. and patients are covered and getting access. And that's what we're trying to do.
1: Um, you know, when we take a look at this, let's go down, Tony, your list of things. But before we get too far, let's make sure we mention the website people can find information. Because this is really about, uh, you know, finding the the right solution and affordable solution for all. So let's make sure we give out that website now and then we can dig a bit deeper into this.
3: Sure.
6: The website uh, is com. I'll repeat that. Insulin affordability.com. They can find information on our insulin lice pro,
3: mm-hmm.
6: our other programs and solutions that we offer. And for those who are currently going through the Medicaid enrollment, which I just, yeah, just started this week. Yeah. They can also find information to help them think about the right plan for them if yep. they're using our insulin.
1: Absolutely. You've got to be able to do this. All right. Let's dig a little bit deeper about the Solution Center and what it does because uh, Solution is what this show and network is all about. You know, giving people information so they can make informed choices. Tell us from your um, perspective, um, how does this compare? And what is it about what you're doing that gives people the lowest cost option uh, comparison?
6: Well, there, there are a couple things that we're doing. Yeah. Um, the first thing I do want to mention that, uh, I think I've said this earlier, Yeah. is that most people who take our insulins, uh, particularly Humalog, their current plan that they have offers them the best cost. 95% of people when they go to the pharmacy to get Humalog, they pay less than $95. Mm. And so the insulin Lysero solution is really for those who aren't don't have the best coverage. And then for those who may have other challenges, that's where Lilly Diabetes Solution comes into play. It not only helps you with solutions around Humalog, but we have a number of other insulins that we offer at Lilly, and we have solutions for them as well that will either help. Cap the cost at the pharmacy. They can guide them to other places like clinics that uh, provide free medicine. That we actually provide that th- those uh, medicines to the free clinics, or they can guide them into our indigent patient program and Lilly Cares, which uh, also has a different avenue for providing care. So our our goal there is that if anyone's taking a Lilly Insulin and they have a concern about their cost out-of-pocket, just call us. Call Lilly Diabetes Solutions Center. They can talk to someone live between 9 and 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. It's not an 8 p.m. Eastern, and someone can help them.
1: Um You know, when we take a look at the landscape of this, uh, you know, it's important for folks that are listening to really get a sense of what you all have created and why you've created it. But more importantly, you're watching the trends that are happening in in terms of uh, the number of people, you, you know, that have diabetes and also the kinds of treatments. What do you think the greatest issue is right now for folks that fall into this category here? Of folks that are just needing to get help
6: you know I, that's a that's a tough question to answer I, mm-hmm. what, what I will say is that I'm not sure that people realize that there are solutions
1: yes that's true uh, yeah that's
6: one reason why we're talking today yeah um and this is it, it breaks my heart honestly yeah there shouldn't be anyone who is taking a lily insulin who thinks that they can't afford it because we literally have an option for everyone and that's yeah. why I really do ask that we can get the message out to simply call our Lily Diabetes Solution Center and if they've got any challenges with covering or paying for their insulin we have an option for them. The first thing we try to do though is to make sure it's actually available through their plans and that's why we provide those rebates but if that's not enough we do have other options. That to me is the biggest thing that I think as an opportunity for the community is to just make sure that they do reach out to someone if they feel like they have challenges.
1: Um, And and there are different people that need different things, right? You know, there are people that don't know how to complete their Medicare Part D. Um, You know, people that might have, you know, uh, needs like a mealtime insulin, you know, they they don't know how to fill things out. So what you're offering is consulting for people so that the right decisions get made. And I think you nailed it. Um, People don't know what they don't know is available. And there's no real way for them to find out except for what you're doing. Um, I I would venture to say, Asking your doctor the right questions is also important because a lot of times maybe physicians don't always know the, the solution. Wouldn't you also think that by this information you're sharing, that this is a conversation that people can have with their family, their loved ones, and their physicians if they need to, and everybody can get the information you're talking about? Uh,
6: you're you're spot on dr pat um they definitely you should talk to their healthcare professional people that they trust maybe it's their family it could mm-hmm. be their church community it could be whatever uh, community that they trust they should yeah. have that conversation and the, the great thing about the website insulinaffordability.com um is that we've got information in fact you can download a document that gives you the things that you should consider when you think about prescription coverage for your medicare Plan it gives you a checklist. They can take that in to their doctor. They can have a discussion. Choose the right plan that helps them for the right kind of insulin coverage that they need. It's all right there at insulinaffordability.com.
1: A last question for you, uh, and thank you for joining me here today. Um, probably there are a number of things we didn't talk about that are important for people to, to know, and definitely the website is one of them. Um, as you look forward for things, um, you know, could you say a little bit about who would benefit from From paying attention to this and what your personal message is, because we need to get as many people involved in this decision as we can.
6: Sure. Look, I I think we all are, are part of the solution healthcare professionals, health plans. Our industry, those who who develop and manufacture these products, the pharmacists, I think we all should be involved in trying to find solutions. And that's probably the thing I'd say is anyone who sees a person who's taking insulin who feel they can't afford it, have them call someone, call the pharmacist, call their doctor, or call the 800 number. That's what I would really say. And then I'd say, try to make sure you're informed. Um, And and this is part of the reason why we built the website is to help people. We've learned that sometimes they just don't have enough information. That's what needs to happen. And that's why we want to provide these these solutions for you.
1: Wow, thank you so much for today uh, and for all that you do. Thank you so much.
6: Thank you, Dr. Pat.
1: All right, everybody. Please, a lot of information. And if this doesn't affect you directly, but you do know somebody it does affect, please get a hold of them. All right, everyone. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
2: To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Huff, Angelic Walk-In Angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com.
5: Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? (laughs) Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time.
1: A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, This book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth Is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today.
4: Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com.
5: The vibration of change
0: The following audio is via a Skype call. You're listening to TransformationTalkRadio.com.
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. Um, Look, many of you have heard me talk about the fact I am on my second, third, fourth retirement. And what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is that there are more options than you know. But what is it about us where we don't look for those options, where we don't feel that we're adequately prepared, where we look around us and we're wondering, how did we get here? Well, it's kind of like this famous line from a once famous movie, I love it when a plan comes together. John Anderson is joining me here today, head of Retirement Plan Solutions at Cetera Financial Group. And we're gonna break this down. Uh, John, great to have you.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me, Dr. Pat. I appreciate it.
1: Um, so mystery, mystery, mystery. Um, and the mystery is why do you believe so many people feel so unprepared?
4: That's a really, really great question. Since Dr. Pat, you, you you mentioned a minute ago you're on your third, second, third, or fourth retirement. And you know, I think that paints a really good picture that everybody's retirement now is different. There's there's no longer the day where people retire and right off into the sunset playing golf every day and relaxing and doing whatever we thought people did in retirement many many years ago. Um, but it really comes down to with with that idea, of the old adage, "Failing to plan is planning to fail." Many people don't plan properly for retirement. They don't put a plan in the place to help guide their retirement um, and get them to that point where they can. They can feel comfortable. So I think that's probably part of the primary primary cause of that. People yeah. just aren't putting the proper plan in place.
1: Well, I think that, you know, when I look at this, and I, 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 once upon a time I did an entire show on this, John, where I talked about the implications of going through the financial period we went through that people just don't even want to talk about anymore. You know, you, you there, there are so many things that made people afraid during that period of time. But we need to help all, everybody listening to this show realize that we can move past our fear and look at our lives and look at our future. That would be the thing to do. And so this is one of those conversations where people have a hard time even knowing where to start. Have you found that, John, that, you know, once people get in the door and they're sitting down and they're talking, that is a much better experience. But do you find that folks are really afraid to come to the door and talk about this?
4: That's that's a very insightful comment and thought. As, As we are in the age of information today, you'd think, well, we have so much information, it should be much easier to make decisions and start them when the opposite is true.
1: All right. Look, let's right. Talk there's so you.
4: much information yeah. out there. You Google how to start a financial plan. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. overwhelming, right? You, it, it, you have yeah. thousands of pages of information. It's overwhelming.
5: Yeah.
1: And and you want to find people that have been doing this for a while and that know how to talk to folks. And, and you know, that's why I like talking to you because you understand not just both the, not just about the mechanism of financial planning, but we're talking about the emotional, um, um, aspect of this too. What are some of the most important things to consider when folks are sitting down and looking at the right plan?
4: Yeah. So I think one thing we haven't really mentioned before, and I want to use a quick analogy if I can, Dr. Pat, Yeah. if, if I get sick or if I feel unwell and I Google it, I am going to feel like I'm going to die tomorrow and the whole world is ending. That's overwhelming, right? It's overwhelming. So, If i went to a doctor today they could pinpoint uh what is potentially wrong and get me on a path to healing as quickly as possible and then i don't have to worry about it anymore well i think your financial health and your financial life
2: So it's
4: extremely similar to that with a financial professional, somebody you can trust, Mm -hmm. just like a doctor to help you get you there.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, let's talk about information age. Uh, Everybody that I know is looking for a tool, something to help them, something that, you know, look, I may not know everything, but we do live in the information age. What kind of tools Mm -hmm. are available for people?
4: There's a tremendous number of tools available uh, out there for individuals to help save for retirement, Uh, but similar to the analogy I just gave you, if you Google it, you're going to have thousands of pages of information that could potentially be overwhelming. Uh, What I like to do is turn to a financial professional. We, We... At Zotero Financial Group, we make a number of technologies available to our advisors uh, to help their clients directly prepare for, save for, and plan for retirement. We have one innovative technology called Set Income. Now, those who have been working for 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years are used to receiving a regular paycheck. They're used to receiving it on a regular basis, weekly, biweekly, or monthly, um, and then hitting that retirement point or hitting the point where you're going to leave that longer term job, the income is going to stop. It's going to be different. Set income is here to help simulate those uh, retirement needs, those income needs, and replace that paycheck, replace that paycheck on a regular basis to help smooth that transition. And there's many other technologies like that to help with financial planning, to help um, prepare for and plan for. Retirement. But again, like the doctor, they have the right technologies to diagnose you, um, the best technologies that help heal you. Uh, Financial advisors also have access uh, within Sotero to the best technologies that help their clients prepare for and save for retirement.
1: Can I ask you a question about what you see on the horizon? I know that these are short interviews and you're going to run. Um, uh, uh, There's so much important information that you are getting out there. I want to ask you this. What is it that you say people, if there was nothing else that they would do, what would be at the top of your list? And let's make sure folks have your website.
4: Yeah, I think the top of the list um, is to start. Find a financial advisor to work with that you can trust. It's really that simple. Like you said a minute ago, once you start the conversation, the conversation becomes easy, but you need to start. So um, meet with a financial advisor, interview them, um, interview a few different financial advisors. Make sure they understand who you are, what your desires are, what your needs are, what your future looks like, what your family is like, um, what your overall picture is like. And then sit back and, and see how they, how they guide you. See what their plan is to help get you there. And make sure you find somebody you can trust, somebody you can talk with, somebody you can be honest with. It's very important to do that. So, step one is finding that person, right? Finding that person you can work with and just start. And you will feel so much better about your financial p- features just starting, uh, and the financial advisor will help help get you there.
1: I love what's on your website. Uh, I love this. Some firms think bigger is better. We think better is bigger. I wish I would have thought that up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, our clients, we we have a holistic advice-centric experience um, that we'd like to call it, which prioritizes a relationship-driven approach to financial advice. So it's about the relationship between the financial advisor and their client that comes first. If that relationship is strong and it's there, then everything else will follow. And ultimately, it's about ensuring that individuals financial stress and have somebody they can turn to that they know is competent, they know has their best interests in mind, they know they can turn to in times of distress or times of challenges.
1: I love it. And for, for those of you out there, folks, go to C e t e r a dot com. Last question, personal mes- message, John, what would you like to leave us with today?
4: Um, I think a personal message, understand everybody is unique. There's no one size fits all approach. Uh, and know that there there is a financial advisor out there who can help you and who can get to know you and who can become a friend to you and help you to get there. Um, Dr. Pat, my mother did not have a financial advisor. Um, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this business, she did not have one and was not prepared for retirement. Um, so I've had to ha- help bring her to that point. Mm-hmm. It's a little, little embarrassing for me to say it since it's my industry and it's what I do. Um, I'm able to help her now. But if she had a financial advisor earlier on, then she could have the sort of retirement that she she wanted to have. You know, um, and it's it's so important yeah. to start. It's so important.
1: You know, I'll tell you, I've been doing this 15 years and I know underneath every passion is a purpose from love. I know that even if it's the most devastating. So for you to know that and be passionate to help others and to step in and help your mother, that's what makes great businesses greater. Thank you, John, for everything.
4: Thank you, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, everybody, come on, get planning and have a piece of pumpkin pie at the same time. We'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs>
0: The following audio
1: is via a Skype call. Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome. This is a this is our good news segment. You know, many of you have heard me talk about the fact that you know, we are living in a world today where we just don't know what we don't know. But here's the good news the good news is that every day there is more innovative information coming to us to help us understand the wide range of medical things that might show up in our lives. Today, we're talking about stroke, what it is and what it's not. Joining me here today is Dr. Andre Fridoux. And this is the conversation that is about stroke as a brain attack, and it can happen to anyone at any age. This is really the game changer. This is what's changed in this particular arena. Today, you're gonna learn what you should know, what you should do, and how things can help not only save your life or the life of another, but absolutely help you in the recovery. Uh, Thank you for joining me here, doctor. It's great to have you.
0: Thank you for having me. I feel it's a blessing that I'm on your show today.
1: Uh, Yeah. You know what? I kind of feel the same way. (laughs) Uh, Not a day goes by. I don't say thank you, God. Thank you. Uh, But but this is an interesting thing because a number of years ago, I had what people categorized as a little blackout. It was really hard. And, uh, you know, and I'm talking about maybe 25 years ago or more. And at that age, people were like, well, wait a minute. That can't be happening to her. But here we are today. Let's talk about the fact that age is not really a determinant, uh, as we once thought. But there are things about stroke we should know. Tell us about them.
0: Well, I think that to start this conversation off, I would love for your listeners to keep this in mind, that 80% of strokes are preventable. So information is power. So the information that they are going to learn today, I think, can go a long way towards putting them in a position where they can control their risk factors and that can uh, improve their quality of life. So what is a stroke? Now, a stroke is an interruption in the blood flow to an area of the brain. And depending upon what that area is responsible for is going to give you certain signs and symptoms. That interruption can be either a blood clot that comes from the heart or comes from a neighboring artery or it can be a blood vessel that has ruptured due to uncontrolled high blood pressure or due to an aneurysm. So by knowing what a stroke is can give you an idea of what... the the types of symptoms are. Uh, Stroke has many faces to it. And unfortunately, that's one of the challenges that we have. When someone has chest pain uh, or they have problems with their kidneys or have problems with their liver, it has a pretty characteristic face to it. And so... People know that okay, I've got, you know, I feel like I have an elephant sitting on my chest, so I need to call the paramedics because this is painful, it hurts. I don't want to stay in this position, and I need to have it evaluated. Stroke is different. Uh, stroke has many faces to it, and only about 20 to 30 percent of strokes actually cause pain. So sometimes it's a facial droop, sometimes it's, you know, a, a, you know, slurring of your speech, and people think, well, I must be tired, or you know, maybe it was something that I ate, and they go lay down, and then they wake up the next morning, and your symptoms are significantly worse, and by that time, we may be very limited in what we can do.
1: Well, and I think this is really the information that we've learned and learned from others is that there are things we can do, and there are things that I think many people don't recognize these days. Um, you know, we're coming up on World Stroke Day, and, you know, we're looking at how to get connected. So before we, uh, we continue, I, I want to make sure we mention the website several times. Please let us know how we can find out more about this.
0: Absolutely, there's a fantastic website. It's uh, www.strokeawareness.com. Um, let me say that again, www.strokeawareness.com. They have all the information that you could possibly want or need. There's also the American Heart and American Stroke Association that also have websites on stroke. And so uh, being informed is, is a wonderful thing in uh, regards to helping us to prevent uh, stroke in the future. Um, I think the signs and symptoms of stroke are, is another key for your audience. Um, if you can remember the acronym, BFAST, fast, we want to be fast in recognition of a stroke. We want to be fast in treatment. Well, ultimately, hopefully we'll be fast in our recovery. So B stands for sudden changes in your balance, whether it is not able to stand or whether it's falling to one side. E stands for sudden changes in your eye function, whether you can't see out of one eye, whether you have double vision, or uh, uh, whether you uh, have a a blurring of your vision. F stands for face, so whether that is a facial droop, or whether that is a decrease in the sensation on one side of your face, that's sudden onset. A stands for arm or appendage. So if you have weakness or numbness in your arm or your leg uh, that is sudden and onset, that can be signs uh, and symptoms of a stroke. Uh, S stands for speech. So whether you you may be slurring your speech or not able to understand speech or not able to generate speech. Uh, And T stands for terrible headache. Uh, people sometimes complain of the worst headache of their life. That may be signs that they had a bleeding stroke in the brain. Uh, T also stands for uh, brain, time, uh, time. Time equals brain. So for every minute the brain is without oxygen, up to 2 million brain cells can be possibly permanently injured. So if you have someone who is at home and they call the paramedics, they acknowledge the symptoms, they call the paramedics, paramedics takes them to a local hospital, they're they're evaluated and properly treated, and all of this is done within 60 minutes, and everyone pats themselves on the back and says, what a great job we've done. Well, uh, that patient can still have up to 120 million brain cells that are permanently injured.
1: Yeah. So. And th- these are the things that, you know, that is so important to get out into the world. I mean, and and I wanted to have you walk through uh, exactly what happens and possibilities. You know, I want to ask you this question in your position. And, you know, you're considered a leader in this arena. Right. You know, this yeah. you are the medical director of Stroke and Neurological Institute in Oklahoma but uh at Hillcrest and but here's the thing in your in your view let me just ask you this question what have you seen changed over the past 3 years in uh the lives that we can save and and what do you see on the horizon
0: well i mean that's a fantastic question and and that kind of gets into the area of treat meant. Uh, when patients get into the hospital as quickly as possible, it opens up a, a, a gamut of treatment that several years ago uh, was not proven. Uh, there are chemical treatments that can be used uh, within the first couple hours of someone having a stroke if they are if they're properly selected but there are mechanical treatments where we can physically go into the brain and and remove blood clots that we can do that up to 24 hours and there's been data that has come out that has shown that you don't need to have a large number of patients that you're treating this way for you to have a positive effect and the numbers are two to three patients uh, 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 uh a treatment, uh, one of those patients is going to have a positive effect. So it allows us to use uh, mechanical therapies in a way that was not proven before. But it all comes down to the patient. If the patient does not get into the hospital in a timely fashion, our hands are tied. So that's why we want individuals to overreact. We you know and come into the hospital even if you think that well this is nothing because we may very well find that it is something that needs to be treated or it may be a matter of modifying their risk factors, getting them out of hospital in a timely fashion, and maybe we prevent them from ever going on to having a stroke.
1: Yeah, and I think this is really the bottom line for us. It's it goes beyond awareness, doesn't it, Doctor? It really goes to the place where we truly are not just saving lives. Saving lives and with this knowledge, saving quality of life. Do you see what absolutely. I mean with that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's all about quality of life. I mean, it, there's, you know, it, there's very few things that are more devastating than seeing um, the the matriarch or patriarch of a family that is devastated by a stroke, and then you have to then look and see how is the family dynamic going to now change because of the dependency that this individual has when. Uh, you know, we can't save everyone from having a stroke, but 80% of strokes are preventable. And so by knowing your risk factors, which includes high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, smoking, sleep apnea, cardiac disease, there are some genetic risk factors that will predispose our youth or young individuals, environmental factors such as illicit drug exposure, smoking, alcohol, vaping, which is becoming uh, mm-hmm. more in vogue and is becoming more concerning. By knowing those risk factors and controlling those risk factors, as well as seeing your primary care physician regularly, medical compliance, being proactive in your health care, exercise and diet can go a long way towards minimizing the possibility that someone has a stroke. Or if they do have a stroke, it may minimize the, how devastating uh, the stroke may ultimately be.
1: Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for really mentioning this and walking us through. Thank you for everything you do. Please give me the website again. And last question, personal message. What do you want to leave us
0: with today? Well, uh, I want to leave you with three things. One, 80% of strokes are preventable. So information is power. Two, be fast. Understand what Be fast represents. The acronym Be fast in your recognition of a stroke. Be fast in calling 911, and and it will be Be fast in your overall recovery. And three is that there are some fantastic therapies that we have available to us within the first hours, up to 24 hours of treatment, please come in in a timely fashion to allow us to determine if you're a candidate. Thank that you. Website, that website is www.strokeawareness com. Please give it a, 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 a look-see, and I think it will have some very important information for you uh, to, to help to, to manage through this issue.
1: Yeah, you betcha. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And listen, everybody, this is something that even if you don't think this is something you should know about, trust me, this is something that you can easily learn, be aware, and take the right action.
0: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.